0: Hey, what is up, everyone? Another week, another episode of I Could Never Be Here on Popcorn Talk Network. Guys, I feel like we maybe should open the show with Manic Monday. It's a crazy Monday, but you know what? We're almost done. If you listen to this later in the week, congratulations. You already survived Monday. Way to go. It's another week, another way to get things done and be successful in whatever passions you are pursuing. And obviously, I always start the show with a little bit of encouragement. I want to do that by saying, do not stoop to the level of the people that you despise. Be better than the people you despise. And I say that because last night, Robert De Niro appeared on stage at the Tony Awards and said, F Trump. And he said, you know, we're no longer down with Trump. We're F Trump. The crowd cheered. Yes, it's easy to do. It's so easy to have that lingo. And there's no excusing the verbiage that Trump has used. There's no excusing the lingo and the ways that he's talked with people. But be better. Be better than the people you despise, because that way people will look at you and be able to place you over those people, and they'll choose your side, and they'll choose you and continue to look down on these people that are obviously acting not right. In studio today, a guy who has done a lot of things right, one of the hardest workers that I know. Seriously, his story is incredible, starting as an intern at American Idol, just putting in the hours, grinding, 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 working his way all the way up to be able to start his own Production company Vigo Pictures, and he now helps run video production for American Idol. Please welcome Ben Gantz. Oh,
1: thank you,
0: thank you. How you doing today? I didn't know you were
1: going to come out the gate with a little Trump. I didn't know we were doing a political oh. podcast.
0: Well, there's not a political podcast, but you know, it's, this is a positivity podcast, okay. and it's easy to talk uh, talk anti-Trump because I'll do.
1: We could do politics. <laughs> Let's go. It's
0: easy to use Trump as an example of what not to do on a positivity podcast. So that's maybe what we, uh, what we try to put in a little spin here. Nice. Let's so do we, don't, we don't pick sides, politics. We don't pick sides on a lot of opinions and issues. We just try to remain positive. Good to know. That's a good attitude to have, isn't it? Absolutely. 100%. Now, you uh, obviously, American Idol wrapped uh, the season one, back back season one. Yep. Though, how many seasons now are we? 15. 15. 15? So,
1: this is is 16, but we're starting over at one, so. All right. And you've been uh, along for that ride for how many years now? Since season nine. Wow. Simon Cowell's last year. Is it crazy to think that it's been, you know, that long of how many years uh, you've been involved? I mean, it's been my adult life, you know? It's pretty crazy. <laughs> like, they raised me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. If you guys want to follow, I'll be able to see a lot of pictures. We're going to pull some up during the show, but see a lot of pictures Ooh. of Ben on his Instagram, at Ben. Certainly, we're thankful to be here on Popcorn Talk Network at the Popcorn Talk on Twitter. And you can find me at the MC on Instagram and on Twitter. Guys, we're live here every Monday again, just trying to bless your feeds, just trying to bless your lives, be able to seek that positivity and be able to help you achieve your goals by showing you people who have achieved theirs and overcome obstacles in doing so. Do you look back and you know see a lot of the obstacles that you've over you've achieved, and what are your thoughts when you think about that?
1: I mean, it's never easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it, mm-hmm. you know. And I've made mistakes too, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I'm going to tell this on air, but I got fired from Idol twice—not once, but twice. And still managed to come back each time. So
0: so take me from the beginning.
1: Starting off season nine. We don't need to talk about how that. Di- how, so season nine, how did you even get involved in Idol? I got involved in Idol. It, it was just it was a string of coincidences, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in college. there was this class called The Business Aspects, of TV and video. And every week there was a guest speaker. And we had Roger Dobkowitz, who was the executive producer of The Price is Right. And he spoke. It was a great. It was a couple hours Q and session. And then his daughter comes up, and she's like, "Oh, I'm on American Idol, blah blah." blah. And my friend from home, Clancy Mahar, had been interning there. I was like, "Oh, yeah. you know, Clancy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay." So that got the conversation going. I begged and begged and begged. Hey, can I work on it? Can I work on it? They have auditions in all over the cities, right? And they'll mm-hmm. go around the country and they'll mm-hmm. hire all these local kids. Yada yada yada. And so finally, I was like, "Okay, you can PA at this. Great." So I flew home to Boston. Right, as I was in the air, I got a voicemail. Hey, we hired too many PAs. Don't show up. I showed up anyways. That was in Boston. Yeah. What What did they expect? I guess of just hey, they're
0: just expecting people not to show up.
1: Well, I mean, it's locals. They'll they'll overhire because people yeah. are you know they're flaky. People are flaky, mm-hmm. and they're PAs, and it's 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 random cities. No one knows like the locals there. You know, Boston's not this huge production hub. Mm-hmm. There's not you know a network. So yeah, and I just showed up. And what did they say when you showed up? They're like, you're not on the list. And my buddy, Andrew Sabat, was like, oh, no, he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> and the security guard, who would later become one of my good friends, Aaron, he uh, he just said, Aaron, go ahead. When you showed up that day, did you expect to be able to get in? Or was it
0: a, I could show up and they literally could turn me away and then I would have to fly back?
1: I mean, it's hard to remember. That was over a decade ago. But, yeah. you know, I don't even know if I told this story either. It's good. It's good.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, sorry, you're a good it, interviewer. It's always, it's always good to you know seek the foundation, yeah. because then you see where people have built upon. Exactly. So season nine, what were you
1: doing that first year? So season nine, I was an intern, and it's actually interesting, because I was the parking lot intern, okay? What does that mean? You stand out of the parking <laughs> lot, and you give everyone their spots. But what you don't know is, in TV, a parking spot is more important than gold. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. why- but, like, having a parking spot, especially at CBS, like, you know, there's about 200 spots for mm-hmm. 800 people, something like that. Yeah. We have to park at the Grove. So everyone wants a parking spot. And what that allowed me to do is meet all the execs. Hey, here's your spot. Here's your spot. And then it built into, I would go out in the morning. I'd rope off all these spots. I'd be like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd find out who I wanted to meet, mm-hmm. and I'd save them a spot. And then I'd talk to them. I'd walk them up. Oh, what can I do? What can I show you? And also, while I was out there... I got a little comp piece so I could listen to the director the whole time.
0: Did you realize at that time, or how long, did I guess, did it take you to realize the blessing that that was? You know, maybe when they start out saying, oh, by the way, you're going to be in the parking lot. Exactly.
1: You never know it at the time. Are That's you You're, bummed, you're
0: bummed at the time?
1: Uh, I don't know if I was bummed. I mean, like, there's no good job being a yeah. PA. Like, yeah. what's fun? Yeah. You know, either you're, like, moving water bottles around <laughs> or you're... Who needs coffee? Yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was outside, uh, there was really good craft services, and it was like the best place to be social, because mm-hmm. everyone out there wasn't working. They're out there like, you know, taking a break, having a bite to eat.
0: Yeah, and I think at that level, is it, is it easy to separate yourself from? from everyone else? You're saying other people are out there taking a break, you know, people Oh yeah, no one
1: knows that you're an intern, you don't have to wear a shirt that says intern, you know, yeah. just like, but and I, uh, granted, I was definitely young, and I looked young, and probably wasn't a secret.
0: Did you think at that time, I want to be able to, you know, move up the ranks and be able to get to this position by this season and be able to work hard? And what was, I guess, your goal going in, goal position?
1: Of course. Right. So, I mean, my whole life since third grade, I've wanted to direct, direct live multi-cam TV. Mm-hmm. Still haven't done yet.
0: <laughs> well, with third third grade, But why? thank
1: God the internet came around.
0: Why third, I mean third grade, why, why in third grade, what was the, problem? Like, uh, yeah, you
1: know, my dad, he brought me a local TV station, okay. and I think I was in there, and this guy was directing, and, you yeah, know, he was going crazy, he was, I was young, and he was like, can I swear? Uh, yeah. Probably not, I won't swear, but he was like, no, effing <laughs> take, camera three, I was like, oh my god, this is so cool, <laughs> and there was, like, so much energy involved, and, and like, the live aspect of it, and it's kind of, like, conducting, Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, I think that was it.
0: Do you think a lot of people realize what it, what it takes to be able to put something live on air, and like you said, that that back room where the person is, you know, because I've been in them too. Where they're like, "Take cam three, ready. Cam two, take cam two, ready. One, mm-hmm. no, 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 switch it out four. Do you think a lot of people realize, or what don't people realize?
1: Oh, I don't. I don't think anyone thinks about it. I mean, people watching us right now probably aren't thinking about whoever's mm-hmm. switching the cameras. You know? Yeah. Thank you, Juliet. This, you yes. are the best. Well, I hope you're the best. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it is one of the hardest things to do it, it's like directing nasa pretty much cuz there's 16 cameras they all have to move they all have to hit their marks and everything goes wrong it's live right mm-hmm. you know someone's mic doesn't go on someone's in the wrong mark like a judge is standing up they're blocking camera from seeing the contestant you know you never know it's like it's like directing sports too cuz you don't know what's going yeah. on in sports you know live is live
0: yeah and is that is that the the thrill and the challenge
1: absolutely i mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess you got to like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get you get that high when you're in the moment.
1: Exactly. Like, so you, there's nothing like it.
0: So you're looking at American Idol. Again, you come in season nine. You're working in the parking lot. What was your goal at that point? What was That's your... a good question. You what, know, it's what, what hard to think. What was your
1: aspiration? You know, this is 2009, 2010. Yeah. My goal, yeah, was to get out of being a PA. Just be, you <laughs> know, I just wanted to move up at Idol any way I could. Mm-hmm. And how did you go about doing that? So the next season I came back and I was what they call like the ENGPA, which is like mm-hmm. cam, basically like an assistant camera. Yeah. And so you go to all the shoots and, you know, all the action happens on all the shoots. Mm-hmm. So I would spend time, you know, I'd spend 12 hours a day in a room with Jimmy Iovine. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to think back, this is season, season 10. Yeah. 20 million people are watching. This Everybody, was, yeah, yeah, yeah this at the peak. Mm-hmm. It's TV speak. Yeah. Like, no question. It was right before it hit. And, yeah, so I got to go everywhere. Wherever the most important thing was, I got to go. And, yeah, of course, I was just moving gear and, like, changing batteries stuff like that. But I was there. And you just trying to soak in knowledge. You say
0: you're there with Jimmy. You're there with so many other professionals. Soaking it in?
1: Absolutely. That's all I would do. You know, talking to everyone, asking all the questions, staying late, sneaking the edit phase. Hey, what are you doing? How did this come out? What's going on here? How many hour days? I mean, I was always last one there. Even when I was inter they are like, you have to go home. You're breaking our labor laws. <laughs> I was like, no. You know, And I even I still do it to this day. Like, I'm always last one there. Everyone's like, what are you doing? It's like, well, now it's all I know. Yeah. You know, it's like.
0: And you're continually, I guess you're continually learning stuff.
1: Oh, of course. And, and everything's changing. So if you stop learning, you're going to die right now.
0: Is it even like you're saying, you know, everything's changing, looking back eight years you know seven eight years nine years when you know you first started the technology difference
1: huge i mean technology yeah but it's the social media game the internet dude the internet changed everything and the iphone then changed everything smartphones high speed internet high speed broadband and it's a completely different world and media is definitely at the forefront of that because what what goes on your screen yeah Media. everyone yeah. carries the screen around with them so
0: uh I mean we can combine the two times that you got fired. What happened?
1: What No, they were just like they're dumb little things like I broke a parking gate, you know. Uh, technical. Technical things. Yeah. Did you or someone had to take the uh
0: Yeah, someone had to yeah. to take the L. Did you think after either of those that that would that would be it that you'd be back?
1: It's a good question. You know, it's like it's kind of hard to remember, you know. It's a long time, but probably, you know, I was no, I was not You're happy. Like, Alright, yeah,
0: I I'm done, but I'm not I'm not out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just keep going. What else are you gonna do? Quit?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean well I think that's that's what maybe a lot of people would do. Or they would say, Hey, I'm gonna pursue this other avenue.
1: I don't know. It's just like idol is so special to me, it's so special everyone mm-hmm. that works on a show. It's it's a family, like you know, anyone who's on that show will tell you that because You just experience so much together. In the auditions, you're traveling around the country together, eating Mm -hmm. every meal together, you know, like, experiencing the sights, the scenes, and, you know, you're finding a superstar. It's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Like, Idol produces stars. Like, you are going around to Omaha, Nebraska, finding this person, boom, they're a star. Yeah.
0: Where is Carrie Underwood from? Kansas, right? I think she's from Oklahoma. She's from Oklahoma, some, like, small town. And these people who, you know, nobody knows about that are just being discovered. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a crazy environment.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean there's just so many awesome things about that. How
0: show. do you look at that show as forming the foundation for, you know, what you do now? Obviously, Vigo Pictures, you're handling stuff for Idol, you're handling stuff for Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud, you're doing festivals literally all over the world. How do you I just got
1: back from one right now? Where were you? I was at Splash House in the desert. See? And so that festival goes late, let me tell you. Yeah. It goes late.
0: How so how do you look at American Idol of being the foundation. What do you think I is mean, maybe the most important thing you have to understand? Learned?
1: American Idol is the top production talent, producing talent from TV and music, mm-hmm. right? Combined. I mean, you are literally in the one percenters, right? You know, I got to meet Jamie Ivine, I got to meet Scott porchetta all the directors, Nigel Lifko, an incredible, incredible executive producer, mm-hmm. uh, Ken, you know, you learn from all these showrunners, and then you learn from the production accountant, you learn from the editor, the assistant editor, like, they're all the best at whatever they do and they the hardest working and so it's just like I mean it was infinitely better than college.
0: It, infinitely. Because you went to college though, right?
1: I did. I didn't major in film. What uh, did you major in? Uh, some sort of like media studies. Okay. You want to know, you wanna so know I was, what? I didn't get into my film school. Really? Yep.
0: Did what film school did you applied
1: to? Well, I got into a film school. I was going to go to Emerson and mm-hmm. the last second I went to San Diego. I just sent my deposit to Emerson. Mm-hmm went to San Diego State, and the way it's an impacted program, you know, it's a state school, yeah. and you have to apply your sophomore year, and what I made for them was a reel of, like, spring break videos, which was, like, 3-6 Mafia <laughs> and Rockstar Energy, and they didn't get it. They're like, this isn't film, but what it would become is the most popular stuff on Instagram right now, you yeah. know, like, these little concert videos and, like, rappers going crazy, mm-hmm. like...
0: The short content, the, you mm-hmm. know, loud flashing lights.
1: Yeah, like, that's always been my style. Did you And did it's you, only cool now.
0: Did you know when you sent that in and when you were creating it that that was the future? Did you think this is
1: what everyone is going to be creating? Listen, Michael, I believe in science. I don't predict the future. <laughs> 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 no, you don't know. That's the whole point. And I that, I actually love reading biographies because like, mm-hmm. all these circumstances add up. You, you can't see them at the time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not to be controversial, but Steve Bannon... Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. He has a fascinating story that, and, you know, politics aside, that all these really random things led for him to be where he was and get Trump elected. And don't even get me started on my media tangent yeah. about Trump.
0: I mean, the way he Trump is a produced the... president. Oh,
1: 100%. I mean, Mark Burnett produced him for how many seasons? Yeah. The godfather of reality. Do
0: you think everyone who, I have not know if I to see this, do you think everyone who achieves success now is produced to a certain extent? Uh, everyone who makes, I used to say, success in front of the camera. And success on a, on a...
1: producer self-produced? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely my answer. Do you or think... real. You know, it's like producers were, and casting people were kind of the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. But now it's just to marketize how many followers you have. Do people want to watch you? So everyone else kind of plays that role. But you're not going to follow someone they're not interesting, right? Yeah. Why would you follow them? Yeah. So, I mean, content is produced no if, matter what you say. Is that a good
0: or bad thing?
1: Um. I mean, there's no good answer to that. It, it just it's, is. It's, it's both. It is what it is. It's, it's whatever, because anyone can make their own choice of what they want to watch, mm-hmm. right? You know, do you want to watch content that's produced for you? Do you want to watch content that's produced for your mom, you know? Mm-hmm. I probably don't want to watch that. yeah. Maybe.
0: No, I think it is crazy. I think a lot of people don't realize kind of the work that you and others do in creating this content. You know, they see the content and they see maybe the the one person who is the face doing it. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize the work that goes on behind the scenes. They don't realize the decisions Mm -hmm. that are made to
1: target audiences. Absolutely. Um, To target audiences. I mean, well, now we're in a golden age of targeting, right? Mm -hmm. You can target Sam down the street on Facebook. Yeah, that might get a little tougher with all the uh, data issues going on right mm-hmm. now. But you know, you could target twenty-three-year-old males who like the color yellow and uh, go to Arby's every four days. You know, mm-hmm. it's incredible. So you make content, and then you also make your audience. You can if you want to pay for your audience. Hmm. And I guess yeah, you just forge those. Mm-hmm. At what point did
0: you you know want to take your skills and business to the next
1: level where you founded Vigo so what I didn't realize is that I've kind of been an entrepreneur my whole life mm-hmm. and you, know, you only realize all these things in hindsight it's like you know I didn't have a job necessarily in middle school and high school I was making videos for the sports teams for the soccer mm-hmm. teams for the football team all that same with college like you know I want to go on spring break I sold all the trips so I got a free one and then I said hey can I do all your video? I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. And then started a production company there. And then, you know, that was all supposed to be a gateway to get to TV. That was the mm-hmm. gold standard at the time, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I made it to American Idol. Like, I'm good. Like, that's it. Uh, but, you know, everything's changed. So, I guess, where, where did you begin? Where, where did you kind of start with... Oh, and by the way, the only reason I started Vigo was because Idol got canceled.
0: How long after Ida got canceled did you start Vigo? I don't
1: know, a week. <laughs> you just realized It was funny. That... The buzz is, hey, what do you guys do? You know, where, where are you going to next? Where are you going to next? Everyone had, you know, it's a full-time job, which is yeah. so unusual on TV because mm-hmm. you have the auditions, you have the live shows, you have the finale. It's really full-year show. Where are you going? Where are you going? Everyone's asking me, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. I want to direct. Uh, you know what? Why don't I just do a live stream? And so I started Vigo as a multi-camera live stream production company, which is interesting. Did do you Because look... that's when Facebook Live had just launched, yeah. remember? It was super yeah. hot. Do you look
0: back and think what would have happened if Idol didn't get canceled?
1: No, that's a really, really good question. Because I was happy. Like, I love yeah. Live. I worked with all great people. I was ever at Fox. I was, like, you know, kind of half Fox, half Idol. And, yeah, I mean... It's, it was the best. I was sharing an office with Scott Borchette at the time. Like, life was good. Yeah. And the catering was great. And, so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and something that, you know, I think easily could be seen as a downside of like, oh my goodness, this is getting canceled. You have this full time job, you know, great pay, great benefits, great learning experience, great food. Yeah. Everything. And it's fun. And it's like, hey, by the way, it's, it's no longer. Mm-hmm. And was there a freak out moment at all?
1: I mean, just send it, dude. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, uh, I'm sure, but you know, I have a great support system. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a freak out moment per se, but, you know, it's definitely like, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize that you just have to act. Just, just got to go.
0: So you started Vigo, multi-cam. Mm-hmm. What was type of
1: content that you wanted to produce? So I wanted to do music festivals. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Obviously, those are big right now. They they were huge. I mean, mm-hmm. I think festivals may have kind of peaked that year as well, but live was huge, and the Coachella stream was killing mm-hmm. it, and I was like, every, every festival needs a stream. And so what I did, well, just to announce I had a production company, mm-hmm. I started out of my bedroom. I'm not kidding you. Like, it was me waking up, not even putting a shirt on, going straight to my desk. In making videos for Facebook. I launched my company on Facebook. And think about my network, right? I was Facebook friends with all these great people I'd met at mm-hmm. Idol, all these production people, and friends of friends. And, you know, I was in the world. And so I was just really, really loud on Facebook. Probably obnoxiously loud. <laughs> but, you know, people remember that stuff. And they're like, oh, wait, I have this live stream. Uh, you know, we have an Empire finale event. Do you want to do it? And I think that was the first live stream we did. And we did it with Fox. Uh, it- Loud and obnoxious. Yeah, is is what you have to do. You have to do it. I mean, I think that uh, you understand this judging yes. by your Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. You just it have, works.
0: You have the content is key, and you can produce it anywhere. Like you said, you started it in your bedroom,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it doesn't matter now. No. It doesn't matter. You can, as long as the content is good. Yeah, it can be produced anywhere. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Exactly. So type, talk about, you know, Vigo. Talk about the kind of content that you guys do now.
1: So what what we do is... Uh, sorry, I got a phone call. You're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what we do is I kind of fell back in my old role of, mm-hmm. of helping run digital teams. And so now mm-hmm. I lead digital teams for uh, Kevin Hart, right? Mm-hmm. We He wanted to launch a network last August. So he where the LOL Network brought us in. We had to be loud, and we had to cut trailers for every show. We had to make all these snackable pieces of content, you know, like GIFs, memes, uh, short clips, because that's the key. You get a show, you chop it up, Mm -hmm. you reap, and then you give it to all the talent, and they blast it out. So think of how many people, Kevin Hart, how many followers they have? have? 50 million, yeah, Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So you just gotta be loud, and we, yeah, we were just doing their social content, all their video.
0: Was there a proving point that they they wanted to see it when you're going in there and they're like, hey, we want to be able to make sure that you can do this?
1: Well, we had uh, prior relationships, so I actually, I did take a little time off from Idol, and I worked for a company called GRB, and we made sizzles okay. under uh, James Flint, executive yep. producer, who's now over at Vigo, too, with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it one of their people was over at lol and it all started with a sizzle had to make the sizzle oh your sizzle team's here you know and then it's like hey let's try this and it's like oh by the way at idol i used to do this and then it's just you know the rest of history
0: mm-hmm. and so you work out uh, like again you work for idol lol
1: laugh out loud kevin hart's
0: network you guys travel around a different festival i think what a uh, couple months you were you had like teams in like three different festivals around yeah yeah the... we we're
1: over at a uh, snow bombing in canada Deep in Canada, it's on <laughs> peaks, yeah. That was interesting. That was a good time. Doing drone footage, doing everything. Oh, yeah, everything. Uh, I just connected with one of our drone operators the other night, actually. It's good. This The network, it's all about your network, right? Because it's small, everyone works with their friends, and you just have to stay involved. You have to go out. It, going out is almost just as important as working, you know? You can't be a hermit. And going out in terms of what do you what do you mean by that? Getting out there. Right? Okay. So if that's if that to you is being allowed on Facebook, mm-hmm. you're going out. If that to you is going to, I don't know, Davy Wayne's where all the production people hang out and mm-hmm. just saying what up, no, that works. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. And just making connections? Yeah. It's all about making connections. It's all the that, whole entertainment industry and I'm sure every industry is based yeah. on connections.
0: What would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned, you know, in the past- Nine, ten years from starting out as that PA, using a connection to get in there, yeah, to now of the whole you know entertainment industry. What would you say is the biggest thing that you've
1: learned? Read books, hundred percent. You need to be reading all the time, and I read and I do Audible, so Audible is great. How many hours a day you spend in traffic? Uh, too many, especially in LA. You're too two to three exactly so I just I just got a car last month and it has a new metric and it tells you how much time you spend your car 65 70 hours in a month in my car and I'm just always listening to the books and there's so many good books out there you know maybe after this I'll post uh, I have a reading list that I have been wanting to do a post about too and I'll share it but mm-hmm. you know knowledge is power that's yep. real
0: and at Ben on Instagram if you yep. always want to check that out What kind of books and stuff are you reading? About your industry? About the whole entertainment industry?
1: I mean, I read a lot of business books, but all all the rules apply. Uh, What did I just read? I read Conspiracy, which is a book about uh, the Gawker case and Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. You'd find it interesting because it's also about looking back at the past and all all these things that you wouldn't expect to matter all of a sudden matter. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, I like that you're doing this podcast because, like, I think about that a lot in mean, a lot of different situations.
0: Yeah, you you look back and then yeah, you learn stuff. You can either learn stuff the hard way, or you can learn stuff from other people's hard way. Mm-hmm. I think it is one way you look at that, mm-hmm. and you read obviously that Gawker situation and. There was a lot that they did wrong. And so, hey, how do we not make those mistakes? How did all that kind of fall
1: together? Exactly. And then you start – and I've been rereading books now because, you know, like I can't find any more good books to read, which is probably a (laughs) me problem for sure. But then you hear them in a different lens. You're like, oh, wait, I could have handled that better, you know? Uh, I'm rereading – what's it called? Um, No, this is good. I I swear I read books. Yeah. Actually, (laughs) should I just give you a few ones right now? Give us – Yeah. That's the
0: the beauty of having an iPhone.
1: All right, let's see. What have we got here? I get nervous. You make me nervous, dude.
0: There's no reason to be nervous. Oh, yeah,
1: Never Split the Difference. Great book on negotiating terrorists. Uh, I was just about to restart The Hard Things About Hard Things. Uh, great book about um, being a CEO, leadership. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, I love reading biographies. Lo- love tech biographies. What else we got here? That's good. Oh, there's a good book about uh, the Snapchat story called How to Turn Down a Billion Dollars. And
0: all those, obviously, are are very successful. You're talking Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. You're talking mm-hmm. Snapchat. You're Shoe talking...
1: Dog, Nike. Yeah. Great book.
0: And you're learning, obviously, so much of how these companies started mm-hmm. and, you know, what decisions they had to make.
1: Yeah. But they're so applicable in any other situation, too. Like, I, I think it's really just important to learn from other people's successes.
0: Yeah what what, what drives
1: you to keep going uh probably anxiety <laughs> <laughs> like seriously i get anxious when I'm not doing anything you know it's like oh like i feel like i'm being like a piece of crap you know it's like okay i need to be productive i need productive i need to go to the gym that counts as being productive mm-hmm. i need you know i can't just sit around and like play video games or watch sports or stuff like that like you know, it's a blessing and a curse.
0: Do you see it as you have this potential and you you can't waste it? Do you see it mm-hmm. as no, not at
1: all, not at all. It's just like it's like self. You know, it's hey Ben, you're doing you're you're messing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, you know, a lot of your anxiety will tell you it's it's not fun to have. Yeah, but you know, it, you gotta yeah, you gotta so make done. the best of it. I'm nervous right now. I was nervous <laughs> coming to your podcast. <laughs> I get nervous before what? directing. Like you just have to like learn to accept it. And it's it's there. You acknowledge Did, it. And is that's there a it. way
0: to have that nerve fuel you and be able to push you forward?
1: Well, I mean, no. I think I think it's it just makes it harder. Hmm. I mean, maybe because yeah, I can't sit still. Blah blah. But, yeah. You know I. I don't know. I'm not motivated by... I'm not motivated by it. I was like, oh, I want to be rich. I want to buy a Lamborghini. It's, it's not like that. It's just like... I just like building things. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that goes back to production. I like creating things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, every edit is a PCO. Is that what, uh,
0: you know, I think a lot of editors and creators have that mentality, do
1: you think? Definitely. You know, you'll always find editors saying late because it's like, if I turn this in and it's crap, like you know it's personal like yeah that guy did a bad job mm-hmm.
0: i always love the uh line a video project is never finished it's abandoned
1: no yeah exactly that it, that's the hardest thing about running a production company okay because nothing is mm. ever finished you yeah can always you can add more graphics you could add you know mm-hmm. more color correction whatever but you have to manage budget and and timelines that's what it's all about and it's you know, I've always been on the other side, like, oh, give me more time, give me time. And then I had to be like, no, no, give it to me now. And I like, no, I don't want to give it to you now. And they're all probably watching this, like, yep, no, sounds about right. They're probably how do you, not watching how
0: do, you, how do you merge the two of those? Is it just It's a it,
1: balance. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're smart, you, you go more towards budget. Mm-hmm. But if you care, you go more towards creative. <laughs> so what do I, well, I don't know. It's a mystery. Talk about
0: the future of production. You know, in the past nine years, it's Mm -hmm. switched more to a lot of Facebook Live. It's, you know, content Mm -hmm. on Instagram, content on Twitter, shorter content.
1: Well, the future production uh, has a lot less humans in it. There's no question about that. Hmm. Uh, You're talking behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, you know, AI wrote a script. Mm -hmm. AI can do multi-camera directing. They can operate cameras using computer vision. Definitely has a lot less humans in it. But... What what they always say is storytelling is the key to production. Hmm. How so? Well, that's what I tell you in film school. I didn't go, but, you know. <laughs> I think so. You write in a book? No, I, it was all about the college uh, essays. Hmm. That's, yeah. So that was a long time ago. It was 2006.
0: So what in terms of content, you know, people creating content who hmm. are starting yeah. off. Okay,
1: so I'll tell you what it is now. It's yeah. about attention. It's can you hold people's attention. That's it. Can you get people to look at your picture? Can you get people to engage, comment? Can you get them to share it? Uh, can you get them to put on your podcast whenever you're at the gym, mm-hmm. you need a little you know, extra push?
0: And how do you do that? What type of content makes people look nowadays? What type
1: of content is mm-hmm. you know, really drawing mm-hmm. people in? I just got back from the desert. A little thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what the key is. It's emotion. That's why I always say. Your, your content has to evoke some sort of emotion. Did you make someone laugh? Did you make someone cry? Like, you have to feel emotion. And I've always loved emotion. I love emo mm-hmm. music. Brand new, Taken Back Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's all about that for me. And, you know, learning is it's an emotion because mm-hmm. you feel, you oh, know, yeah. self-fulfilled. Yep. You, know? you feel accomplished. Exactly. Feel happy.
0: So, so. How, do you, how do you evoke that emotion in video? Well, showing
1: people, showing. I mean, that's an infinitely long question that yeah. I can never answer right now. Go, go look at your. What's your favorite video right now, oh, on YouTube? Man. What's your favorite viral sensation?
0: Oh well, or of
1: all time. Or maybe of all, all time. Well,
0: who? I mean, there's the there's that uh, colored rainbow. What's that one lady who's talking about the the water coming out of the ground? That's it's a terrible, stupid viral video. Uh, double rainbow. Double rainbow. Double yeah. rainbow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, this guy is so happy. Like, I'm happy now, too. Like, oh, my God, that's why it's viral. And it's funny. You laugh, you know? If you can make someone laugh, cry, smile, whatever. I feel like the, the you know, viral videos are either
0: really highly produced or not produced at all. Do you find that?
1: Uh, I mean, anything, anything can be a viral video. But yeah. I think that it just has to match that criteria.
0: So what advice do you have for other people who are... You know, starting yeah. to create content. Put shit People... out
1: there. Get it out. You know, look, Yell's here right now, filming me. Mm-hmm. This will all be up on my vlog. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard an Instagram story, like, 10 days today. Yeah, Maybe it's obnoxious. or 10 times, maybe it's obnoxious. Maybe it's not. But, like, you got to get content out there. Uh, Daily? Oh, you should be giving them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't. You know, I'm not there yet. Mm. I try to post at least once a day. Yeah. But breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Rick Barker taught me this. He was Taylor Swift's manager, and now he, um... He advises all the country stars for Big Machine, mm-hmm. but you got to feed them, and you got to talk to them, and you got to connect with them. It's all about connection. Is this... I don't have fans to connect with, <laughs> but you know we're putting out content. You... I I try to share stuff that I've learned. That's what, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's what I like to do right now. Do
0: you have to find your find your niche? I mean, you're saying like I like to share things that I've learned. It, it, do you find your niche and then just push heavy on that?
1: I don't. Know, it's like like when I was driving over here, I was like. I want to do a video that just... What's the key to being an exec? Answering text enables in five minutes. That's it. Viro, video over. Yeah. Not viral, just video over. Like, quick Instagram video. It's like, hey, that'll help you. It's like... Because I know people will get an email just like, oh, yeah, I'll do this later. Yeah. All you have to do right is on it. Yeah. On it. Okay. And then you can follow up with that response. hmm I think a lot of people, they don't realize, I guess, the
0: importance of communication in terms of, like, just keeping Prompt some, communication. Yeah, prompt communication. Even if it is, like you're saying, something of just saying on it. Yeah. Well, you know handling it yeah i'll update you when i have it but just to let you know i've received it mm-hmm. and i'm working on it
1: yeah and you know i'm not perfect like i just took a two-week kind of vacation you know like we had been working seven days a week since mm-hmm. february 28th because idol was a sunday show i didn't put on out of office but i was not on my game on email last week and i should have been and i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i should have been yeah yeah but you know we're back it's monday we're yeah. fresh about to do it for another year straight.
0: Is there such a thing as too much content? You know, in the world that we live in, where mm-hmm. there's 24 7 Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, live video, everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's too much getting, content out there we for getting sure. To a
1: point where there's too much content. Yeah, there's not too much good content, there's too much bad content out there.
0: You know? How do you reduce that? How do you. You don't, because it's democratized. How do you look through that as a viewer? As a viewer? If you're someone
1: out there, well, there actually, a... I'd argue that the viewer doesn't have much control of it because hmm. so much is fed through an algorithm, hmm. right? You you click one video and yep. then you're auto played the next on Facebook. It just keeps mm-hmm. scrolling down. How many times you try to go to bed, oh, watch yeah. one video? Next thing you know, oh, you're minutes,
0: you're minutes.
1: deep in there. You're <laughs> like, how many videos you just watch? Like, oh, it's four in the morning. God <laughs> damn,
0: <laughs> that's every night for me. And is this is this your fault? Is this is this a production fault that for you know keeping us all awake at night?
1: No, it's tech's fault. <laughs> <laughs> We'll blame them. We'll blame the nerds. Just kidding.
0: I see a lot of video that, you know, this is just a uh, content question. You know, I see a lot yeah. of video that has text on it now.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that well, important? that's one of the important. main things we like to do. That That's part of optimizing for social, right? Hmm. You got to you gotta get the aspect ratio in a social form. Yeah. So if we're posting on Facebook, we want that to be square. And, mm-hmm. you know, the stat is square or vertical. But I find square is probably the best yeah. on Facebook right now. And allegedly 90% of people don't listen to because they're on the train so they're, so mm-hmm. you gotta caption everything you don't want like you don't want the just regular Facebook captioning because you know you get numb to that so what we do mm-hmm. is like we caption for instance for Kevin's videos we caption it in his network style so you know we, we sometimes we add animation and you know it becomes another layer because we don't produce that content you know that's all stand up specials TV shows mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. optimize it yep. for the phones yeah, and that's truly what it is. I mean, it's it's being viewed on phones. It's all being viewed. What it,
0: what is it? Seventy percent? Seventy? How much content is viewed on phones versus viewed online? Do you think?
1: I mean, most of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just that's this is the future. You I know mean, that? Got it? Yeah.
1: Dude, my laptop battery died. I haven't even got a new one. Yeah. Just I, was you like watch a month everything ago. everything on your phone? I mean, you, there's not much of a laptop can do. Except what we do, which is all yeah. the editing and production and stuff mm-hmm. and that kind of high-level creative. Yeah, obviously. But, you know, you can still get... It. If you need to, you can get it done on phone. Yeah. If it's an emergency. But what I always advise, like, my network clients is do not post phone content on socials. Like, we're past that now. Really? Mm-hmm. Why?
0: Why not post it on
1: socials? Because all the... There are high-level creators on the social... You know, it was fine when we were all just... You know, Instagram was a filter app, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, before it was a social network, you know, it had an aspect to it. But it's like, no, now, now everyone has any Instagram model, you know, any, anyone with a whole bunch of followers, look at them. None of that shot on the phone. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just another channel on TV. And in the production, in my mind, should be viewed as such. And you can see me, you know. I don't even know if I noticed this until one of my younger editors pointed out to me you know he's like he's like dude we're past this like this is all i look at now yeah you're right
0: nobody yeah nobody i mean you can you can still film stuff but it
1: should automatically i guess go through a barrier before it goes on no like you want that look of a 5g of you know everyone's using the sony's Mm. uh a7s right now it's like Mm -hmm. it just looks so much better man yeah people take you more seriously 100 percent uh Final question. A question I always love to
0: ask people is, you know, in 20, 30 years, when you look back and and you look at all the things you've accomplished, you look at all the works that you've done, all the people that you've worked with and content that you've created, what is, you know, two or three things that you want people to remember about your work, about the content that you've created, about the attitude that you had in all
1: of this? I mean, I want people to remember who Vigo is, you know, it's like, it's not just me snapping, I'm always snapping everyone who I'm with, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love, everyone I work with, it was incredible, you know, and we're all friends, and we you know, we all hang out, go to lunch, and, because, you know, production is a full-time job, Yeah, like, you're there yeah. all the time, so you, you, you should always work with people you like, and, and mm-hmm. I definitely do that at Vigo, I love, mm-hmm. it's like family to me, everyone, yeah, really good group of people. Um, what else do I want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for, like, being right, you know, on a certain show I work on, I was like, we need to focus on Instagram. We need to focus on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we're not focusing on it. No, no. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm taking this. I'm just going to take out my budget. I'm going to have these guys start doing it. It's like, as that season went on, Instagram became the most important platform. And that's, that's what I like. It's like, oh, yeah, you got that one right. Yeah. Because everything is changing right now. And you know what? Uh, I actually bet that Trump was going to be president. I saw it. Because it was digital game. Yeah. His digital game was incredible.
0: It was like uh in 2008, I mean, you had Obama versus McCain and Obama mastered Facebook at
1: that time, which
0: was huge. Exactly. McCain didn't have that presence.
1: Which is amazing how no one had been paying attention to Facebook until all of a sudden, yeah. you know? I was obsessed with Facebook and I was like, you know, they were AB testing ads 400,000 times a day. That's incredible. Wow. What was Hillary doing? Who knows.
0: Yeah. Uh what is what is the future? Is Instagram the future? Is Facebook uh, getting back towards the future? Is there another company? There? We don't
1: know what it is yet. Yeah, you know everything has its lifespan. the The future is Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. There's no question about that. Yeah, you know because any startup that comes up, they're just gonna buy. Because you know, I I I like Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great app. I, I think it's a great camera app. But looking back on it, I think uh, they should have taken that offer from Zuck. Yeah they now I mean they still
0: haven't made money ever
1: I think they're gonna be okay but they're not gonna be in Instagram you know what I mean you know it's like if, if you're sending a picture just to your friend what do you send on he send Snap yes. you on Snapchat oh, oh yeah right. but just for my friends it's, you know I send stuff that I wouldn't blast to everyone in the world
0: Interesting, interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. This knowledge, I mean, this is this is the world. This is the world that we live in, and it's crazy. Obviously, everything is right here on your phone, and the content you know that we all look at. It's all it's all created, and it's all created by people like you. It's all created by people like your team. Exactly. And it's so important to be able to master that, and we hope you guys will definitely learn something. Learn something that, you know what? It doesn't matter if you get fired once, get fired twice. You keep pushing. You keep driving, and, guys, you will achieve success. Don't let anyone get you down, right?
1: You know what? You just reminded me of something. Don't forget that the news is also media and is produced. Very true.
0: Very true. Guys, thank you so much again. If you want to follow Ben after the show on Instagram, at VigoBen. Hit me in the
1: DMs. I'll hit up your questions. There you go.
0: There you go. He's going to be sharing his favorite books. If you guys Mm -hmm. didn't catch him here, you want to follow me before or after the show, at TheOnlyMC on Instagram or on Twitter. And of course, we're very happy to be here on Popcorn Talk. Find them on Twitter and on Instagram. Every Monday, you can find us here. I could never be live at 410, guys. Hopefully, you learned a lot. Hopefully, you can live a little better life. Go out. Be positive. Spread some joy. See you next time. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. The online From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitev, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.